Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee Club podcast. This is episode 111. 101. We didn't. No. <laughs> well, wait, we're going to 11. <laughs> oh, it just wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. I wasn't paying attention. Wait, so we're just. This we're just, is the big debate. We're just actually just adding on everything. This is exactly what we we're about to talk about. So it's so good. Fuck. That Sorry, I, was, I just swore. No, no, no. Please. It's a big deal. Fuck. Yeah. So on the Discord, there was. A lot of debate back and forth, like episode 111 or episode 101. And then some people started saying chapter two, episode one. That would be funny. <laughs> and it's a I long think, chapter. <laughs> I think we're just going to, like, there was some long messages kind of explaining, like, the rationale and, like, people were throwing in the word canon. They're like, well, it's canon now that, like, the episode numbers don't line up with the actual episode number. And it was, like, getting really confusing for me, but I appreciated it all. But I think for us, Mentally, we're pretty simple beings. Simple highlighted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, I think, technically going to be episode 111. Yeah. If we don't count, uh, if we don't count episode zero, which is never getting released. No, but that one replaces the one that uh, got axed. Oh, so yeah. Really, the one that got cancelled. I forgot <laughs> I about that I think 111 is still accurate. 100%. And then the fact that there Cancel was two parts for episode 100 is like episode 100. I think like we are on episode 111 and we're going to call this one episode 111. Yeah. So everything is equal again. So ten eleven. Bigger yeah. is just better. That's what's what it boils down to. The yeah. we're picking the high end number. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I'd it's so. it's tough because now it's a really long time until we hit an, another milestone. Yeah, it's a, it's a while. It's <laughs> a while. It's, it's a couple of years. I think it's four twenty. Yeah, that's the biggest one that we want to talk about. Um, that one will hopefully be one that. Is 200 enjoy not also cool? Together. No, 200 is a big milestone as I well. mean, anytime, like I think every week's a big milestone because we're still doing this and haven't been cancelled yet. So that's that's a good sign. So I was going to say quarter million. <laughs> quarter million? Quarter million. We'll be right. dead by then. All right, no, actually, qu- quarter, quarter, quarter thousand. thousand. Quarter thousand. Sound good. The biggest rationale, or the biggest, like the best argument for starting with chapter two, episode one, was then we could just have repeat episode 69s. Oh yeah, it's going to be interesting I mean, doing do like that in this rationale. setup, in this like studio, the sixty-nine episode. Yeah, It'll be interesting. But I'm sure we'll still like we'll still celebrate episode one hundred and sixty-nine. I'm sure. Yeah, of course. But yeah. yeah, just so everyone knows, this is episode one hundred and eleven. That is now canon. That's canon. That's Coffee Club canon. Yeah. So this one, the big race on the weekend, the New York Marathon. We have a lot to talk about with that. Also, we have some catching up to do with the our old friends at Bowman, our, our the, the Bow con- Movement Track Club, the Content it's, Farm. Honestly, I talked to the boys about this before on the pre-show. I'm thinking of creating a kind of game-like show, like Grant's Girls, um, to kind of keep us in the loop with the Bowman. Um, would you call it drama or just drama? Drama. The Bowman drama, Bow Movement drama, with Jerry Shoemaker. So. We'll get to that Stay tuned later. For that. Yeah, we'll explain it. Uh, in the opening, we do have a bean shout out. First off, George. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get this going um, from an amazing fan that we met in New York a couple of times. I think both events, and got to have a nice chat and hang out at our uh, meet and greet, which I'm sure we'll have a little summary of. But uh, we have beans from Blythe, courtesy of Bro- Brooklyn-based. Oslo, Oslo coffee roasters. So are they like, I think she's Scandinavian yeah, people, she, but they're in Brooklyn or Scandinavian. Well, there was so many links because I believe she was of Scandinavian descent and she lived in Brooklyn. So she said, and then obvi- like Oslo, big deal for the team. For us, yeah. <laughs> for us. I mean, we, we, we do feel like we're from Oslo sometimes. That is one of our like coffee 
Well, that's actually, one of our I mean, coffee destinations been. in the world for sure. Ollie's at least. Oh, so definitely mine. It's in my Odin, dreams every night. The Odin blend from Oslo Coffee Roasters. What's mm. what's Odin god of? He is the god. Well, I think he's the main one. No, Thor's the main one. Th- Thor. He's Thor's brother. Odin's like dad. no, no. Dad. Odin's da- the dad. I think he's the god of time. I don't know. Our fans might know in the comments because <laughs> they can look it up. But he is the he is the father of Odin. Um, <laughs> father of Odin. Father of Thor and father of um, a few other gods. I think he's, he's a, a big fa- deal in Norse mythology. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty big. Deal. I'm sure there's some Marvel fans that watch it and follow that. But in Norse mythology, he's like the big. He's the big guy. Whereas Thor's probably the most powerful god. I think Odin's the one that's the all father. I think he's the father of all of them. That's so. not good as fuck, actually. So very excited to try those. And a lovely note. So yeah, really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And along with that, we had another fan by the name of Victor who came out to the the meet and greet on Sunday, the cheer squad. Thank you so much. He passed along a recipe for Ollie, which I will now hand to him on air. It is for vegan cacio e pepe. And he told me to tell you that it's super unhealthy, so you'll probably like it. I can see the unhealthy uh, parts per, of it per coming Per request out. from Ollie. Was that in episode 100? Yep. Yep. That's part one. That's, that's part of my, um, my New Year's resolution, which is still very far away because <laughs> we're in November. But um, I do want to eat one vegetarian or vegan meal once a week. Um, this looks amazing. Okay, so cacio e pepe is normally eggs <sighs> and parmesan. Cheese, yeah. Pecorino, he's got peanut butter here. What are we? What are we? Nutritional yeast. If you're Italian, don't listen. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. Plug, plug your ears right. So now. we got one pound from Victor. One pound of spaghetti. Two tablespoons of white miso paste. Five tablespoons of nutritional yeast, which I could just say, you know, I have nutritional yeast every day. It's called beer. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> one quarter of a cup of peanut butter, olive oil. One quarter of a cup of peanut butter. That's a lot. It sounds like it's more going to be like a like peanut noodles. Yeah, olive oil, black pepper. This sounds like honestly, this sounds like a recipe of somebody when you come home after a big night out and you <laughs> just want to put like, things together. It sounds like comfort food. And you find out like, oh, this shit actually works. This is what this recipe sounds like. It sounds unreal. I'm going to try it. It says optional: any roasted veggies or fake meat. We do broccoli and impossible meatballs, uh, but it's good alone without that sort of stuff. I'm not. I don't. I don't know how I feel about impossible meat. I've heard. Interesting things. I'd rather if you could put tofu in there. I'm sure you can. Yeah, it'd be I'm really I'm good like, with bacon. <laughs> just put bacon <laughs> in there. Put it over the edge. And then just show Jonas how he's like, hey, Jonas, I'm eating vegan food. He just sees bacon, <laughs> bacon in the, Just ruined in it. The, yeah, just ruined it. But um, thank you so much. I really appreciate this because this is going to go straight in. Straight in into Ollie's cookbook. Into yeah. Ollie. The, yeah. Uh, hungry for a whore. That's my cookbook coming out in uh, 2025. Um, how to keep a whore hungry. By not feeding him. Your cookbook would be so successful. <laughs> my cookbook. I got a lot of books in my mind. I mean, I got like how to dress like a whore. I've got um, a it book. It works with everything. How to be inspired by a whore. Um, how to win like a whore. How to win like a whore. <laughs> how to run like a whore. Um, whore's Guide to Nightlife. That's, that's probably already, that's been, a tw- that's that's a 20, probably already been made. That's a 2026. That's, that's actually based in, surprisingly, Amsterdam. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, Victor. I really appreciate it. And uh, if I do make this, which I will, I will post it on my social media. So please reach out and and I hope I do it justice. This delicious recipe. Can't wait to see how it goes. Can't wait to see how it turns out. <laughs> it looks yummy. Coffee club cooking segment. Yep. I mean, bring a little hot plate down here. <laughs> that would be amazing to do at one point. Uh, 
We're going to spend some time now. Just Cut off topic. Forgotten who we're at, as we do. But we're going to spend some time also reflecting on episode 100. And first off, we just want to say thank you for the reception. Just all the love, just everything. We did put a lot of work into that. Like, spoiler, like, we put a lot into that one. And we we knew that we kind of had to after the tease for 10 episodes. And things, I think all of us will agree that Things went as good or maybe better than we could have hoped. And I was watching the live premiere, in particular, part two, when, you know, the guests rolled through. Mike's, I, I, you know, it's just like, can you believe that we really got everyone that we got? Yeah. No, the, it's... The reception has been amazing. It's crazy to think, because we, we, we tried to, like, Morgan kind of sat George and I down. like, let's organize this, let's make this work. And to get those guests, it kind of a short time frame that we had we were very blessed to be able to and we really thank our guests as well for coming on they're definitely fans now listening to every week for sure um but we got we just got all people that don't listen <laughs> yeah which is great um but uh no i just can't get over the way we set it up obviously a huge thank you to morgs and george just for like getting everything rolling like it's it's Ollie it's, was in charge of the guests, so a lot of thanks goes to him as well. Mm. That was the easy part because for them, like DMing, it, the hardest part I think was scheduling it because we were lucky enough to get guests from like all around the world. So scheduling it time frame wise and and filming that section of it was quite hard. So as we know, as George and I know, the editing of it would have been mm. an absolute uh, mountain of a task. But Morgan always delivers, and he definitely executed it very well. So he's oh, blushing right now. Oh, no, I have to say, I, I think I kind of told you guys this already, but a little, Oh, it was almost a catastrophe Yeah, for, yeah. The, list, for the listeners, some insight. So we had, so Jakob, he was being FaceTimed on my phone, and mm. I didn't have his number saved. I just had like, so on the FaceTime at the top, it just said his actual number rather than his name, like his contact. And when I initially rendered the video, it was still in there and I didn't realize and I had it fully uploaded to YouTube and everything and I showed it to Austin Rendon, our friend that was visiting last week and he was like, yeah, by the way, you were just like, you're going to like destroy Jakob's life by leaking his number there. Good job. And I was like, shit. So (laughs) So then I freaked out. It was still, I still had a couple of days at this point, freaked out. I, I like cut out the sections where I thought his number was, which is the start and the beginning of the call, which, you know, makes sense. And then I re-rendered it, re-uploaded it, everything. I'm like, all right, good to go. And then I was still feeling really nervous. Like that threw me off a lot mm. because, it would. <laughs> because then I was like, you know, it's a long video and there's a lot of cuts and stuff. So I was like, oh shit, if I have messed up any of these cuts, it's going to be like kind of weird. So... I had it uploaded again and then the night before I, I sent it over to, to Tom Wang and I was like, please just, you know, review it one more time because I'm feeling pretty nervous about just just everything. And he found <laughs> I had still left in one time where Jakob's number popped up because I touched the phone during it and it brings the number back up lower, a part that I hadn't cut out. And then I was like, oh, I was like, thank, thank, fuck. <laughs> that he found that because that was about to go out. And then it was kind of like freak out. Like I had to redo everything again, kind of last minute, but. Oof. Can you imagine if Jingy's number was just yeah, on the dude, He would have been so pissed you, at you us. Know what, you know what would have been the funniest thing though? Been and so pissed. I would have seen like, honestly, new, you would have to get a new phone. You would have capitalized on it because if no context track, just got a screenshot photo of that and then just posted it on no context. 
Yucca would have been called by every single track fan in the universe. And he would have been like, what the fuck is going on? And then realized, oh shit, those coffee club dickheads released my number to the it public. It would have just made things so awkward. Yeah, particularly like, because I was messaging him afterwards and he was, he was like, he said, thanks for, he was very, very nice. Him and his brother, thanks for having us on. I was like, grab some merch, blah, blah, blah. And then I could just imagine that message later. I was like, hey, uh, did you uh, leak my number? And I'd be like, man, I can never look this guy in the face again. Dude, St. Mary's, I don't think I would have been allowed back up there. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I don't think we would have been allowed in Norway. We would have <laughs> no, been banned from Norway. But luckily, uh, Morgan and Tom Wang and Austin Rendon, thank you for... Big team. Big team. Double, double, triple chicks. <laughs> so that was good. And yeah. I think he changed a few people's minds on, on Jingy. I, I saw good comments about it too. Yeah. He came across like... So well spoken, so funny. He is, and he I think, kind of stole the show, though. Yeah, I think both and of them. That's what we were when we interviewed them. We were shocked because we were trying to be really polite and keep it to fifteen twenty minutes, and they just wanted to keep on talking. And they just wanted to talk shit as well, which was like yeah. great because I I can imagine being those two um, individuals, particularly in the running world, like you're just constantly hammered by media or hammered by asking questions or opinions and stuff. So like to hear them seemed like they were pretty refreshed about our way of talking to them and I think they enjoyed engaging with us and they just want, Jakob just wanted to know what we're doing for a workout. That's all he wanted to know. I, I was so shocked when he asked that. I yeah. Like, okay, why not? And he also answered the call with a disco ball. That's the best bit about it. <laughs> he was there for a Unreal. So, just an even bigger fan now. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's mm-hmm. hard not to be a fan, honestly. Yeah. No, it's too cool. So, yeah. Once again, thank you everyone for the, for the love on that and uh, yeah, we'll just keep, keep doing what we're doing. Joked a couple of times that we would have to quit after that because it was just how can we gonna top that the peak we can't top that i don't think we can no but i mean we'll try maybe. just a slow decline <laughs> yeah it's all it's, downhill i mean like it's like most great shows right they have their peak season and then after that it's just like oh is this show still going mm-hmm. this is still getting renewed are you still listening to coffee club <laughs> nah they're nah, nah. the last season <laughs> they're so last season really felt falling off so we'll okay. see how we'll see how that goes yeah stay tuned <laughs> So the bulk of this episode is going to be surrounding the New York Marathon, which we'd wanted to get out to for a couple of years after we'd horrendously covered it on previous <laughs> previous years. We, we hadn't done a very good job. And this year we had an amazing reason to go out and support. I, I guess last year we had the same reason, but we didn't. Uh, but, you know, Helen has been part of the team for another year. So we feel that extra bond and we felt the need to go out and support, make the trip to New York. So George and I were out there on... Friday we went out, came back Sunday evening, the race Sunday morning. So kind of a quick trip, but on puts uh, every brand puts a lot into the New York Marathon. Maybe it's the biggest event in the running world potentially, like in terms of how much the brands are vying for exposure and all that. So on was very kind to us and flew us out to kind of be part of all that madness and chaos. And it was, it was, it delivered. It did deliver, like I mean, especially when you have your teammate win. But it was very chaotic. New York is chaotic on a normal mm. weekend. Every like, weekend, it's <laughs> chaotic in New York, and every day. I, th- I think yeah. it was like so much going on that you know it was almost hard to watch the marathon. <laughs> I was about to say, I I assumed spectating the marathon would be like difficult and harder than watching a track meet, but like just how difficult it is in New York is insane. And I didn't realize how big a presence like the NYPD has on Marathon Day. They basically yeah. like have to line the entire course with like those fence things, just mm-hmm. like protecting the course, basically. Just not letting people cross the road. 
Yeah, and then like not letting people cross. So once like you're on one side of the course and it's like a straight line for like miles and like if you want to get a maybe we if you know the subway really well, you can like go down one, come out. Well, a different we exit. had a really, really kind, informed commenter on the last episode who let us know. They knew based on the location of where our meetup was, they knew that it was on one side of the course and the subway station near it was on the opposite side. So they commented letting us know that you had to be there a certain amount of time before, otherwise you wouldn't be allowed to cross. And I sent that message through to Andy and stuff. But And they were right. Like yeah. we, we got there early enough to cross and then maybe like 20 or 30 minutes later, it had been like closed down. The funniest one was, this was pretty close to when Helen came through as well. Olivier, who was the founder of On, was on the other side and he, he I don't was think, he really? I don't think they let him cross. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see him at the cheer thing. Yeah, they wouldn't. They, I mean, like, they, like it doesn't matter who you are. It's like I'm no. the founder of On. It's like, buddy, we're not letting anyone cross this line. The one thing I wanted to mention to you guys that we that I missed uh, mentioning before was that um, men's five k with the bus. Did you yeah. guys see that video? We have to definitely touch on yeah, that one because, like, when you talk about New York and like no one crossing and everything being like very involved with the NYPD, seems like that five k wasn't that involved. No. So the thing was the five k. So the five k was on Saturday. So. We were there, um, and it went right outside our hotel. We were staying in our normal hotel, which is the Hilton Midtown, just near Central Park, like good for running in that. And the 5K went past our past our front door, so we went out and watched a little bit. Didn't make it in time for the for the elite race because it was a little bit earlier, personally. Did I did. You, you did? Yeah, we were out there having a coffee. But the police were all out there, and they were in full force. Not like they were stopping. I saw them stopping so many people, and even Morgan Beetlescombe, the winner. He, he after in his post-race interview, he said, like, the police were there. He, he said it wasn't, like, the race organizer's fault. I think it was just a bus driver who just blew through. Yeah, something like that, which was crazy. Like, watching the video. Scary, man. You know, I would have legitimately thought that I was about to die because mm. I was on a little bit high alert. Just, like, I would, because it's just, like, it is sketchy out there. So, the one thing you don't want to worry about is, like, getting hit by a bloody bus when you're running a 5K <laughs> on the road. I think that's, like, the number one thing you don't want to worry about is getting hit by a bloody bus. And that bus was, like, it was going. It just didn't. And there, the if you watch the video, like, they have the boat, the bikes in front of it. They have, like, people around, like, honking and, and flashing lights. It just kept going. And it was, it was crazy timing because it's the elite field coming through. And so it's only, like, a small group of runners coming through at a certain time. And it just happened to coincide. When they came through this intersection, it was the exact same time they that were the bus through. happened yeah. to try and come through. Yeah. So it was madness. And, yeah, I can't imagine having to respond to that mid-race. No. But I think Isaac slapped the front of the bus and, like, oh. I don't actually know if he flipped him off or anything. I mean, I would have <laughs> I would have been – I probably would have done something like that because I, I, that, that would just make me angry. I think, particularly when... A little adrenaline rush, though, like one mile into the race. I mean, you could also... It could make you Lactic feel really spike. good or it could make you feel really bad, I think. Like, there's two there's two ways that could go, really. You could be like, oh, wow, I'm like, like I need to get going. Like, you know when you kind of trip up in a race or you're, you're having that kind of issue? That could give you adrenaline boost or you could feel just terrible after it. So, mm-hmm. I imagine going through that would be quite an interesting experience. Yeah. Luckily, they were all... Like, luckily, nothing actually bad ended up happening and everything everyone was fine and ended up being a couple of really good races the men's and the women's it was technically it was the u.s championships right Mm -hmm. so only americans are allowed to race it i think so it was this is the timing of the race was tough for a lot of 5k people because you know it's still so early in the build-up for most people in woody's post-race interview 
he said that he'd only worked out for two weeks. So he was like, oh, yeah, well. It's he it's, he's, no, he's nowhere near hitting speed work. Nowhere near it. <laughs> nowhere near it, bro. <laughs> Apparently that's what the uh, the woman's winner did. Oh, really? Um, Annie Rodenfels. Rodenfels? Or yeah. yeah. She said, she said, oh, I haven't hit speed work yet. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, good on her. Good, good interview. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, uh, I love that. It's always that, that race is... Uh, you're an advantage if you finish your season early. Yeah. Mm. Abdi Hamid last year, like stopped afterwards when everyone else kept running and then was so fit by the time he got to New York, crushed your run. And then Beetlejuice this year, I think he didn't race after USA's. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. like if you're back into it slightly early, you just have an edge over the field. Yeah, you just got the fitness. And that's what it comes down to because it's a, I think it's a pretty standard course, but then the finish is really hard. It's a lot of uphill. Mm. So it's tough. And, yeah, Morgan had a fat kick. He was kicking against, is it Ahmed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's very talented, Hoka athlete. And it was it was, a, it was a really good finish. Woody, I think I was watching Woody and I, and I was just waiting for the big kick down and then it just didn't come. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, he's just not quite there. Like, it makes sense. Did see him on the treadmill later that day in the hotel busting out a workout. Yeah, that's a Mike Smith uh, textbook workout, I imagine, George. I would assume I don't know if it was yeah I mean didn't see Rachel up there it was mm. so crushed I right, big shout out to Rachel that was first that was race back from that was sick having a baby having yeah. a baby human having yeah. a baby having Six a months. human having a growing a human being that, that's crazy man did she, she, she had to take uh, Nova baby to drug testing to like feed her <laughs> isn't that just a re- that like puts pro running in perspective wait wait, wait the baby called Nova or NAU Nova. I mean, Mike Smith and Rachel's baby is called Nova. Yeah. I thought it was called NAU. That's yeah, what I thought. the wrong school. On the Discord. Yeah, it is the wrong school. It's called Nova. They also went to Georgetown, which is like oh. the biggest rival of the Lenovo. We got to get to the bottom, bottom yeah, of that. Yeah, we got to get Mike back on. I mean, Olin wants to know. <laughs> Olin wants to know why he named his baby Okay, Nova. we didn't even talk. Backtracking. <laughs> oh, no. We didn't even talk about that when we talked about episode 100. Yeah. Reflecting on it, Mike Smith's decision to call Ollie Olin after Ollie is f- famous for his his names of everyone else is just <laughs> the biggest power move ever. And we know that he tried to make it seem like it was like a mistake, an honest mistake. No, nah, that was all that was all that was all planned. That's premeditated, baby. My dad he, said my dad said that was his favorite part of everyone's the favorite part, except for my my mum's like my mum messaged me and goes, Does Mike Smith not know who you are? I said I said, No, obviously. Well, <laughs> Obviously he doesn't He definitely does I know he does But I was just stirring her up Because she's like How can you not know you I was like Mom He's just fucking with me Going back and watching The video of that moment Was quite entertaining It's good well. It's good It's good to watch I it's saw someone watch. in the comments Was like Yeah I had to switch to From audio to YouTube To see <laughs> To, Ol- to see Olin's reaction Olin's reaction to it so, I mean like Such a power Mike move. Smith won Ollie, Ollie's No negative Ollie's 500 he, I think he's up a couple After your Pacing for Do you have it too I mean that 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 actually did upset me because I felt like we did a good job pacing and he didn't even shake my hand afterwards. That was tough. That yeah, was that was a bad. tough feel. You yeah. wouldn't expect that. He just gave George in. a big hug and a shake, and I was like, I was there too, man. Yeah, that's rude. No, he's Stopped. just it's just his whole power moves. He's just playing. He's just playing mind games until he's until chess, he takes over. I mean, checkers. he is coaching Dathan, who's coaching us. Like that's that's what we believe the rumor is that well, Mike Smith is having secret phone calls with Dathan because I, I noticed Dathan. The other day in the mirror was trying to uh, deepen his voice. 
uh, before practice when I came in early to get treatment. And he's got his search history. Yeah, he's just trying to deepen his voice. voice and then also come up with mannerisms like chop wood, carry water. Um, he hasn't found one yet. Nah. He, his favorite still to put the fear of God into people. So, Not quite the same. Not quite the same. But yeah. Kudos we did see, we did see Galen doing, doing some loops of uh, Central Park out there. Galen Rupture? <laughs> that's... That's that's a good one. I mean, it makes me feel bad because has he? He's yeah, probably rushed. He's probably rushed a few few <laughs> few months. So I just feel bad for him. But yeah, yeah. Our Saturday, we were doing a nice little progression run. Was it Saturday? Yeah, yeah. we did. That was Saturday. And uh, there was a lot of people. Yeah, thank you. We saw people out there who was like, "Yeah, go coffee club." It's still the same old, same old way. We're running with the on team, and <laughs> people say go coffee. No cup. one ever sees OAC, dude. That's the funniest thing going to meets when you're out going on the track, and everyone's like, and like you have Steve and like the head of the brand there, and they're just yelling out, "Let's go coffee <laughs> club!" So it's funny. no OAC, and then like people just walk around, and just go like, particularly our teammates. Like I feel bad for them because they're like, "We're OAC, we're not coffee." Club. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. So it's next tough time, I think New York is like a good. We got a good little base going there we got a coffee club base in new york yeah. tom wang is really you know he's capitalized on that <laughs> he's uh he's 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 doing work in that city yeah. he's uh tending yep is that what it's called in the garden yeah he's like tending the tending the, the fan base in yeah. in new york yeah it's so also if you are running you're probably in central park all i'm saying so is very concentrated if, if if something ever happened to us where we got locked in a prison or a tower or something i can just imagine looking down and seeing tom wang leading an army of coffee club fans <laughs> with pitchforks and and torches to like let us wearing out our merch hopefully yeah we're yeah. wearing all our merch throwing coffee beans at like the guards and stuff let them out let yeah, them out yeah i, would love to I just i just picture that in my head Amazing. Right, we got really distracted from talking about the marathon <laughs> well yeah were we talking about the 5k well we, went yeah. we were talking I about the marathon. I distracted that, but we were talking about the marathon. And I distracted went back to the 5K. Day. Let's go back to the marathon and your positioning because you talked about how Olivier, the founder, couldn't get over, cross over. I don't even remember talking about that. Okay, now. well, well I was just saying how hard it is to watch because then, like, we saw Helen come by at mile 16 after just watching on the TV like everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, she it's, blows by. It's almost anti- And then like, we were like, huh. Now what? <laughs> it's amazing to be there and be it part is. of it, but it's almost anticlimactic. Because you see them like once. It's just so quick. It's just 30 seconds, boom, and they're gone. And so, yeah, as George said, my, we were at around mile 16 was the the on OAC coffee club cheer section. And they and were jogging yeah, when they came past. They were running downhill probably around six-minute pace. And it was really confusing to see because they all looked so comfortable. I'm like, you're not meant to look like that at this point in the marathon. And then the men came through a little bit after and we were like, oh, okay, that's that's That's, that's speed. That, that's speed, that's quick. All single file. Yeah. No one... Strung out. The women's race looked really fun. For you, yeah. That, that's <laughs> like, definitely your type of race. Sink, the, sink, sink. I was going to run a marathon. It would be like, all right, 24 miles of like, just probably slower than every single long run Helen has done in the last like three months. Mm-hmm. Chill yeah. for 24 miles and then big freaking kick down. That's what everyone wants to see anyway. Yeah. Here we go with the... I she, I obviously, she's only run Boston and New York, which are the two, maybe like what the only two unpaced marathons in like the whole world, uh, apart from the Boston Olympics. Has paces, doesn't it? No, no. no. Boston, New York, so. and the Olympics. Okay, yeah. yeah. So she's until Berlin, Chicago, London, definitely have paces, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess they, because they, fast, don't try, they don't try and run the fast, world record. At yeah, they fast courses. So what I'm saying is, when I uh, when I start my marathon career. It's mm. going to be in New York or Boston. <laughs> I learned. I learned a fun fact. And if it from, starts uh, out fast, I'll just yeah. You just 
probably just not do it. I don't yeah, know. Just drop out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until I get a slow one like that. <laughs> just keep trying. Be like, All right, I'll be back next year. Yeah. <laughs> when when we jog one, I'll I'll come. Yeah. yeah. What was the fun fact? The fun fact was when I was watching it, I saw that uh, Helena Beery shares a birthday with somebody very oh, special. Not this. Not this. Taylor Swift. Yeah. That She's was a Taylor. So funny. Is she a Swifty though? Is that confirmed? Does she know who Taylor Swift is? Question. No, <laughs> definitely not. Probably More not. or less likely than knowing who Aaron Rodgers was. Yeah. Who she went on the field she, with. She met Would Aaron Rodgers. I think more likely she knows Taylor Swift than the, Aaron Rodgers. The funniest thing about that was, I think it was posted on the New York Jets social, page. Jets page, social media. And Joe Klecker sent it in the group chat. It was quite a funny comment. Because it's like, you know, like, but like New York Marathon winners with this big dog, Aaron Rodgers. And then it, just a comment under it says, can she play quarterback? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the situation <laughs> is at the New York Jets. Uh, did, did you they're see, not doing well with the quarterback. Did you see Scott Forbel's tweet or something that Joe said? Oh, yeah. yeah. Forbel tweeted, this is the closest Aaron Rodgers has been to a championship since 2007. <laughs> see, I don't like that because I actually like, personally, I like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he's gone through a rough time. He's had an Achilles uh, injury, but apparently he's back throwing a ball, so good for him. Anyway, this is not a football podcast. So let's get back to uh, the yeah. gist of it. What? How amazing is it to win... Boston, New York. That's pretty crazy. Looking like in the same year. In first, the same year. First, I don't know. His first person or first woman to do it since was it eighty nine? Eighty nine, I think. Yeah, incredible. Very incredible. Particularly, how many marathons has Helen done? Three now. Three. And she's won two of the biggest ones you Just can possibly like do. Yeah, and this one was. I mean, all of them. All the big marathons have this. Like this, the fields are stacked. But I would say I was a little bit scared having Gide sitting right on her yeah, shoulder. I would Dude. be as well. <laughs> <laughs> she just ran like 14.05 yeah. like six weeks ago. Yeah. It feels like. She's got a crazy half marathon to her name and already a good marathon to her name as well. So it was it was a little bit scary, but I think Helen was very composed. Apparently later that night, I think the CEO of On asked her, like he asked her, so in the morning, what chance – or maybe it was during the race. He said, what chance did you think you were going to win? And she said, 100%. <laughs> well, I love Helen. <laughs> so She does. She is that absolute badass. Sharon, Sharon also looked amazing. Credit to Yeah, top three champ. again. That's incredible achievement as well. What I, what I didn't get, though, was I swear I'd seen Sage run 800s this year with more people in the field. <laughs> that was the confusing thing. When we said the when the women's field came by, we were like, wait, where's the rest of the field? It was the whole field, and it was... 10, it was like 12 people. Mm. I think the official start line was 14. Yeah. For the video of the start line, they're just standing there and they're just like, just feels like there should be way more people. Do you reckon reckon that's nice for the athletes or like more stressful because you're like, it's nice. Because it's like 14. There's not not 14 like, I guess guess it's a bit lonely if if you drop off. It's it's very lonely. I think, I think the way, I don't know how many were meant to be in the field, but there were a lot of scratches. I, you know, maybe on both sides, but, one of the, uh, I can't remember her name, but one of the other really good women had to drop out due Olympic, to injury. Olympic Paris. champ. Ch- was she yeah. Olympic champ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know a few people dropped out, which is maybe part of the reason why the elite fields were smaller. But yeah, it was very weird mm. just having just such a small field on the big streets of New York. So that was an interesting thing. And so, yeah, we watched them come through at mile 16, which... And like before that, we were just, it was a meet and greet essentially with the fans, which was cool. Mm. Getting to meet them, um, handing out Helen the, shirts got the Helen shirts. snapped up. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who came and got them. There were definitely some some just random New York people who would come up and be like, wait, are these free? And I was like, what do I say? 
I, I know you're not a running fan at all. I know you don't care. You should possibly. Uh, you should, should have, have had to name. You like, should have had named the person on the shirt. <laughs> name the person on the shirt. That's that. That gets them a free shirt. Who is that? Who is that? The funniest thing was, there was a dad in there with a son who's probably four or five years old, and he came over and took a shirt. And I thought he was gonna get one for his son as well. And at that point, we didn't have any extra smalls or smalls left. And I was like, yeah, sorry, we don't have any of this size. And he was like, oh, that's fine. And he just didn't care at all about his son. And then 10 minutes later, uh, Steve put out some OAC merch to get. And I think it was all only women's gear. I don't know if that was on purpose. But he comes back over and he's trying to get it. And I just hear the son go, Dad, you already have a shirt. You don't need another one. <laughs> It's just a free, so that's new. I mean, if if it's free stuff, people go crazy. I mean, yeah, that's how you get them going, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, so nice to meet everyone that came out there. Thank you very much, and yeah, it was cool for a little bit to to hang out, and then so the women's races first. So that was kind of the first thing that we saw, and then the men came flying through, and then it was a mad dash because because we were thinking, well, it'd be really cool to try get to the finish and go see see them when they're actually you know really racing and going for it. See Helen at the end, and. It's just so hard to get around New York because of the all the streets are closer and everything. And at that point, like mile sixteen is pretty deep, you know. You only have so much time to make it to Central Park. We had but, way less time than I thought. Yeah, it was like a little bit stressful for a bit. I didn't think we were going to make it, but and we still had a huge suitcase. Oh, and we're yeah. taking the shirts to the meetup, and <laughs> we're just it's like sprinting. I mean, not speed walking. Is it, is it downhill? You could have just put someone on the suitcase and then just pushed them downhill. Unfortunately, not downhill because we were going backwards. Oh, right. The course right, was at right. that point. So yeah. a, a slight, slight uphill, if anything. Just booking it through the streets with a huge suitcase. Just Luckily, very way. light by the end. You, look, you probably look like someone missing their flight. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look right. And then we made it to, was it a K to go or a mile to go? I think right at mile 25, which was actually a kind of cool spot. Mm-hmm. Right before you turn onto whatever the road at the bottom of the park is. Yeah. There's like two more right-hand turns. And at that point, it was just Helen, G'day, and Sharon all looking so good. like Running very fast. Running so far just at this point with less than a mile to go. Mm-hmm. It was actually, it was it was a cool spot. Yeah, so that was sweet to see. And then we watched the the finish on the on the phone, on the live stream, which was really good. Credit to NYRR. And I don't, like they just, they do a good job with the app and everything. Like that was so good. Also for tracking all our coffee club uh, marathoners who we'll, we'll talk a bit more in a se- about in a second. But yeah, watch the finish on there. And it's always nerve-wracking with the different cam- camera angles when they're, when they're really sprinting for it and there's like the front-on angle. You don't know how much of a gap they actually have, but you could tell by the end that Helen had it and then well, we were just we were very Unless excited. she told Rich she had one more gear if she, she needed more. it. <laughs> so she had it in the bag. So it was, it was locked up already. It was, it was very cool, very exciting to be there for that moment. I mean, we were there to support Helen and, I mean, she knew that we were there. It's not like we really got to see her that much. We saw her a couple of times before like once before once after which was really cool she had a family there and stuff so she was in she was in race mode yeah she was in race mode so it was cool after the race when we saw her she was she didn't really look like she had run a marathon to be chilling yeah looks so fresh she was good dad was asking like were there any other like did on have any other runners in the race i was like uh no just (laughs) just the winner only only needed one (laughs) It, it is crazy though i i imagine when you're like in new york watching like one of the biggest marathons in the world and your teammate wins that marathon it is kind of crazy because that's like 
I mean, a lot of people go to the marathon and maybe they hope for a PB or like a top 10 finish. Or just to finish. Or just to finish, yeah. Just to win it. And like you're there for that and to celebrate it with a teammate is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just a pretty cool experience that we are very lucky to have, I imagine. So it was cool. And the men, yeah, came flying past not, not long after. I, I can't remember his full name. Tola? Tamarit. Tola? He won Eugene Marathon, right? I or believe champs? so. And yeah. he's he ran 204? Yep. Here in New York, which was the record. And to be fair, it was beautiful, beautiful weather. Yeah, right? Which is what it made it even more interesting that the women were going so slow. But yeah, he, he absolutely crushed it. And a lot of people, we're kind of at the point where, I don't know if this just means we're getting older, but we know a decent amount of people that are like running the marathon. Mm. Like our friend Andy Butchard was there. Unfortunately, not his day. Had to drop out. Uh, Cam Levins also didn't have a great day. I think... We were pretty excited to watch him after his recent performances. And in the top American was... Footsum. Footsum in the end. Yeah. In so AU, it was pretty sweet. In and a rip. That got taken down by Cheers still. Was that Cheers' debut? Yeah. I think yeah. Cheers was 8th and Footsum was 10th, maybe? I think Cheers went to 11th. Because they used to... Something like that. Yeah. I feel like go head-to-head in the instant yeah. of the a lot. Dude, they they used to go head-to-head in Foot Locker back yeah, in high dude, school. Yeah, back in high school, you're right. Two Crazy years ago. still running, eh? Yeah, awesome. still going for it. And seventh place, I don't know if you guys know him, Ilyas Aouni. I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly. He's He ran at Syracuse when we were there, yeah. and now he's Italian, so he's back in Italy. And he came seventh, which is awesome. I was speaking to him after, and he said he had a few cramps, like, and he had to stop like three times, he said. So kind of kind of wild to still come seventh, and... I mean, this he's like our age. So it's crazy Stephane to see. The Hassan method of just stretching it out. <laughs> it works. 30 seconds, it works. Just take a little break if take you're tired. Take a little break if you're tired, then just get back into it and win the race. I mean, that um, makes sense. Like, if you're tired and you stop for a little bit to rest, then you can run faster yeah. after that. That's why, that's why we why do I'm, reps instead of just continuous. Why do more people threshold. not think of that? I don't know. We're going to integrate that more into our racing. Yeah. We'll pivot. We'll pivot. Maybe we'll try that in Boston. We'll run like a hard first half and then, break. And then chill. Take a water break. And one then, break and then just get back into it. And then see up. if we can just make, make that time up. So yeah. it works. But it's just surreal to see someone who is our age performing in the marathon in such a high level because the marathon to us still feels very far away, I would say. I bloody hope so. <laughs> still feels I very unattainable so. running a good marathon. Yeah. Which maybe for some of us, it's, it is closer. Joe Klecker or Alicia. I Joe don't know Klecker or Alicia. Well, Alicia's like what? Is How it old is Alicia? She's young. Yeah, she's still young, so she might have a bit more time. Joe is around our age. Could see it transitioning in the next few years. Yeah. Joe's running age is like close to 40, though. <laughs> oh, God. Don't say that. Well, I mean, you would say the same thing about Alicia because but I they think both that's, a, train. that's a strength, too. Yeah. That's peak I, marathon. I would say Alicia would be similar age that's how to Joe's Joe. Joe's going to be so good. Because, like, I think Joe's running age, Alicia running age is the same because they're, they're very similar in the way they train. Do you guys intensity. believe in running age? Not really. As a concept. I kind of said that as a joke because Riz loves that. Term. Well, the funny thing about running age that Riz makes a joke of because he talks about middle distance running being like a young man's game. Jake Wyman was 28 when he won his first world championship. Yeah. That's pretty... What's his running age though? <laughs> yeah. His running age? 16, with, with all the cross training and other stuff that he does, he's probably no, like 16, he's been, 17. He's been running, training hard forever. Yeah. Nick Willis said he's PB at 30, low 30s or maybe 30. That's actually true. He had a crazy stat. Like, you know how he broke... For 20 years in a row, his like fastest mile was like the 11th year or something. That's interesting. Yeah, Nick Willis. And he was right. amazing when he was so young as well. Mm. And he yeah. was always training solid, I believe. I think we won't know until 
we're like bordering on retirement. All of us, and we'll <laughs> you don't know until like, it's too late. Yeah, <laughs> don't. That way, that is a true thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like that's fair. it's like I don't think anyone in the running world, unless they immediately retire after winning Olympic gold, ever like has the the awareness to be like, yeah, that was probably the best race of my career. I'm probably never going to run that fast again. I mean, I think Ritz still thinks that he could still run the best race of his career. It's still coming. It's still coming. I mean, he's just, that's just, just the mentality. You Every always time. think you're going to keep improving. And this, yeah. the harsh reality is Every, that at some point, you peak. Every time there's a new spike with shoe, just Ritz just goes, oh, good God, man. I could have run 12.47 in these right now. Put them on. And he just like, literally, he always needs his size and he's just wearing super shoes everywhere. He's probably like, oh, there might be a comeback here. Who knows? Do you yeah. think that's a, a strength or a weakness of like uh, runners in America and or Europe going to the marathon only when they think they're done with the track. Like, I does that make... think it's this is like, not a strength. No. I think... I think if... Well, like, if, if we it, trained to be marathoners five, six years ago... I think you can start younger than people think. Mm. Obviously, like... Okay, Helen and G'day, incredible track records. So, that, But then, like, Kiptum's, like... 20 years old yeah that's the thing and he's I, never, I don't think he's ever run a track race well, in his life he says he's 20 I would argue he might be older yeah I think he but in, in general I think it's interesting because it's also the concept of you could be amazing on the track and then never be good in a marathon or on the roads it just depends on the or type of athlete versa. or vice versa so I mean like Connor Mance for example um, well, he's just pretty good at everything he's pretty good at everything but I would say in the marathon everyone knew that was kind of his trajectory and he was going to get more success on that than the track Emma Bates is a good example. Always been very, very good in the roads, but not so much on the track. She's mentioned that. So, yeah, I think it just varies from athlete to athlete. I think the cool thing is, in our sport particularly, if you're still interested in it and not thinking, oh, I'm just done, that you can always go to the marathon later on and give it a shot, give it a try. doesn't work out, whatever. And if it does work out, it's a pretty amazing event to be a part of. Yeah, I think... Maybe it does extend your overall career a little bit, doing the track first and then the marathon. And I definitely grew up with the idea that that's almost how you had to do it. Looking at say, yeah, Gabra Celesi mm. or Bekele, that was like that was just the thing. you would yeah. just like you would do track, and then when you felt like it was time, you would you would move up. But I think we see so many younger athletes now who just they're set on running the roads from when they're young, and I think. Cashing in. I think you cash in. I don't think mm. I don't think you need to be necessarily older. I think you you need to have a good amount of training behind you still. Which, uh, if you've had a long, successful, consistent track career, then yeah, that that probably you know lends itself pretty well into the road type career. But I don't think you need that. So I think yeah. at some point, running like a lot is beneficial, no matter what. Like if you just are training a lot for the track, for like ten years that is still going to benefit you once you go to the road. Yeah. And I it's believe... It's what's going to make Clicker so good. Yeah. Like he already carry. runs borderline some marathon training now. That's what I was going to say. Few years. I, you know, I really like His transition is going to be pretty easy. I think all of us could run a very fast half marathon. Like how, how different would we train if we were training for a half marathon? Not that different. Like, no. I, I mean, Kerr's an example of that. Mm-hmm. You ran a half. Even though it was downhill... You ran Don't give him too much credit here. No, but I'm giving him credit for the fact that he actually ran one. He, I'm not giving credit for the one. type of marath- half marathon it was. 63? 63, 64 or something. Mm. It was good. Yeah, it was, these days, so. that's, that's chump. 
Yeah, particularly if you're from NAU. It's char- like they do that in regular workouts. <laughs> That's like every Thursday. Like every Thursday yeah. is a 63 minute half marathon. And they do it twice. Yeah, they do <laughs> it in the back. afternoon. They yeah. do that in the afternoon. And then the next morning they long run. So imagine <laughs> that. Imagine that. Yeah, different level. Different. I, I would. I would like to run a half marathon. I would like the to marathon. As well. I'm. I'm still. <laughs> Like I said, only if it's a jog from the start. I'd love to joke with Ritz and just be like, I'm going to run the 1500 up till I'm like 31, 32, and this goes straight to the marathon. Not even hit the 5K. <laughs> straight to the marathon. It could happen. You never know. Or hit the triathlon. Who knows? <laughs> I would love to see that transition. Yeah. I think you'd be scary good at it. But, yeah, is there anything else to talk about with the – we've jumped around so much in this episode. Yeah. I'm so confused at how we're doing it. But, yeah, so that, the women's race – uh, amazing to see in the men's race a lot of like cool action as well but yeah after we could go to coffee club track club in the marathon it's time yeah One that's our we've we've summarized the elites mm-hmm. and now the coffee club elites i feel like we've done a better job this time doing the marathon than we have i think not because of we personal didn't try investment talk about but it too much yeah we just yeah so we just want to take a moment to give a very special thank you to everyone who submitted their race bib numbers to us and we had the tracker going, seeing every, everyone go through was awesome. And so we're going to take the time just to quickly go through the list and name everybody that was part of the Coffee Club Track Club that competed in the New York Marathon. So without further ado, I guess I'll just read through the list. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so if you get have, tired, we can sub in. I think we, we might have to because it's, it's an extensive list. So shout out to Rosemary. Should I do full, first and last? Or do is that first and first last. First and last. Just in case we have the same name people. Now I'm scared because we're going to definitely fuck up a lot of these names. That, let's just, we'll, we'll put a disclaimer out. We're probably going to fuck up your name, but we'll that's, a, that's, a, that's a term of endearment for us because we fuck up everyone's name. So if we do that, we apologize, but just know that we love you. Yep. So we had Rosemary Dooley, Gabrielle Weinstein, Maria Geyser, Kyle Massa, Ben Puffer, Jacob Saxon, Aaron Munns, Chris Smith, Max Jaffe, Jaff. Morgan Richmond, Chris Black, Andrew Matina, Renee Fippen, Stephen Hahn, Sam Stolkup, Rachel Kerenin, Christopher Han, Matthew Massey Phelps, Emily Tregido, Jigdo, em- Emily's mom, Barbara, Albert Marbin, Neil Billig, Chiki Chavez. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Sorry you didn't uh, achieve your goal of sub three hours. You'll get it next time. Aiden Turpak, Isabel Zimmerman, Eric Barber, Michael McCormack, Kevin Chu, Teddy Brodsky, Kevin Joffili. I'll hand over to George. There's so many people that have run a marathon that we haven't done. Yep. Cameron Peters, Terence Nextdorf, Michael Given, Ryan Dunning, Nick Schollmeyer, Raleigh Gardner, Catherine Wustenfeld, Ivy J. It's a dope name. Cassidy Ray Viola, Seth Slavin, Alexandra Ace Cimento, Ellen Eder, Aidan Bustillo, Bustillo maybe, Maribeth Fair, Paul Vanderveld, Corianna DePeace, Nick Chan, Flannan Hehir, Eric Zelina. Ollie, you want to finish this off? 51. Oh God, I'm going to be the worst one at this. <laughs> We're on 51. What a list. Tara... Mergian, <laughs> Spencer <laughs> Norman, Brian Budajeg, Mark Hatley, <laughs> Eric Kowinski, Christopher Martinez, Matt Barron, Andrew White, TJ Morales, Sarah Tully, Adam Wardham, Jordan K. 
Kevin, Logan <laughs> Hughes. I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. Amy Kim, Travis Hinton, Peter Ber- Bergman, Colin Dune, and Garrett Lee. So, I wonder so, if that's Garrett Lee that we used to race. That's what I would love to know because I just saw that name and there was a Garrett Lee we used to race against in college. If it is, please let us know. But to everybody that submitted their bibs, um, and just for being a general fan, thank you so much. It's awesome to kind welcome of... Welcome to the team. Yeah, welcome to the Coffee Club TC. You're an official part of Coffee Club TC. Lifetime membership. And guess, guess who's part of that now? We have Jingy, we have Jake, we have all the world champs and Olympic champs in the 1500s. So you're in a pretty cool team. Um, but in general, thank you so much. It's pretty amazing to see. Oh, man. If we had one more person, we would have had 69. God damn it. That's a real shame. <laughs> Well, we'll hit that. We'll hit that goal next year. So, if you guys are listening, we need sixty nine, and if we hit that, then we're just gonna, yeah, say it's sixty nine. Some, something to work towards. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for everyone um, for being part of the team and just for coming and hanging out with us, everyone that we saw. Very nice to meet you all, and uh, yeah, we had a we had a good few days in New York, huh, George? Mm-hmm. We did. No, I loved meeting all the fans. And it honestly, just blows my mind every time. Yeah. That we. Very special. That we have like fans. <laughs> that they're real people, not just bots. Yeah, and they're some just of not bots from, from... Some of their knowledge of the episodes is outstanding. That's <laughs> <laughs> unreal. Yeah. Like their inside knowledge of episodes from like the last year or two. It's so fun. Oh yeah, I got to... We, we got to meet Shawnee T, the creator of the Mike Smith list and also the, the Jingy list. Oh, wow. So... The mentions list? Like the, the Mike Smith mentions, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think awesome. it was, nice. I think it was Shawnee I, but so just to like, because these are also people who are on the Discord. Mm. So it's like you know that's the online world, and then it becomes part of the real world, and it's crazy. And it's, it's pretty cool. cool. It's pretty cool to put that together, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that we should um, kind of bit, give a bit of an explanation on is the Ollie, a little bit of an Ollie update, because Ollie wasn't able to make the trip out to us, and unfortunately, I mean it's it's a bit of a unfortunate circumstance, but uh, you know Ollie believes strongly in transparency so he'll just kind of explain his situation that made it sound really dramatic i, I didn't know how to say that and not make it sound so dramatic so i apologize for making it sound so dramatic no it's okay um just to defeat the rumors no i was not at a hot dog eating contest <laughs> in netherland that was incorrect was um, that a real thing that was going on no i just, made, just made it up okay i just made it up Would i you thought it'd done? be funny if like my oac people or my mates i messaged them in the group chat like if people mention why i'm not there Tell them I'm at a hot dog eating contest in Netherlands, and I don't think anybody likes my message. So, obviously, the joke didn't land. Um, I think you do quite well, though. In the hot dog eating contest? Man, I crush. I love the glizzies. Um, <laughs> let's continue on to something a bit more serious. Uh, I'll give you guys a timeline, but probably about last week, um, everything was going great. My OP area, my rectus abdominis was doing great. My pelvis what's was o- functioning. What's OP? Osteus pubis. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it's good because then people wouldn't know what OP actually meant. But uh, um, everything was going great. Workouts were going well. I was getting a bit sore on the glute. Um, so I mentioned that to Dathan. He's like, let's go see Kurt. Let's just make sure everything's kind of in the right situation. Uh, Kurt did all the appropriate testing um, to check if anything was issue bone-related wise. And it was all good. And I felt comfortable. And he's like, let's just needle it. Let's, uh, let's work on that area just to kind of work it out, flush it out. Should be fine though, moving forward. And then we had to work out the next day. I was a bit sore in that glute area on the right side. Um, but the workout was great. It was really great, actually. It's a very good workout for where I am. And then I finished the workout and then the cool down, I couldn't walk, um, which was obviously a sign that something was wrong. 
And we were, for, we were fortunate enough to get an MRI that night and found out that I have a grade two uh, sacrum stress reaction. So the good prognosis is from Dr. Kabalas, who's unreal. I've seen him again. I'm sure he's sick of me by now, but because he's obviously seeing me for my osteus pubis uh, situation. Uh, the, the good prognosis is we caught it early. It didn't lead to a fracture. It's a grade two, which is like pretty mild when it comes to this sort of thing. This is my first ever bone-related injury. So it's like a bingo card. You're kind of ticking off all the ones. I've got a tendon muscle issue, and now I have a, a bone issue. So hopefully nothing else. I've ticked off my bingo card. But uh, it's tough because um, I felt like I did everything right, and I felt like I was cheated. Um, you know, I was getting treatment. I was doing the rehab. I was training well. Um, I was going to see treatment when things would come up. I was being much more vocal in communication with Dathan. Um, but I think he and I both agreed that it was a bit of an oversight that I had lost a lot of weight. And when you lose weight like that and your engine is as well as it is, particularly my engine being great for so many years, your your body still needs the time to catch up. And I didn't give it that time. And that's a huge oversight on me. And, and, and Dathan felt like, on his response as well. And I was extremely angry and very upset. And I apologized to my parents on the podcast because I did not tell them till um, Sunday. And this happened on Thursday. I just couldn't talk to anyone. I was extremely upset um, about it. And I was very upset about missing New York because that was something I was very much looking forward to. Any time you get to engage with fans um, in this sport or as an athlete, as a professional runner, it's a luxury and not and a privilege, not a right. So... It was very upsetting, and I'm sorry that I missed all of you there. But um, it was a well-given excuse. Yeah, I couldn't walk. Much more important things to take care of. Yeah, I couldn't walk um, the whole weekend. It was was a struggle to get around the house, but slowly getting a lot better. Now I'm feeling like I can walk pretty normally. The good thing about this sort of injury is that uh, it'll heal very quickly, and I'll be back worrying about my osteus pubis after this is already finished and taken care of. So which is a good thing, but I'm going to be working on my nutrition. I've got a meeting with Matty Olm, who's the lovely Nicaragua's partner and a nutritionist and an incredible runner in her own right. So I'm very lucky to be able to work with her and see if we can fit Mountain Dew into the schedule. Just obviously, see where it fits in that pyramid. Yeah, obviously it's not going to fit in the pyramid, <laughs> but um, yeah, pretty upset, pretty sad and pretty angry, but I've moved on now. It's over. It's time to move forward with it. And to be honest, I was, I'm super fit still. So it's more about listening to Jake Whiteman. It's more about making sure my body is ready and my body isn't ready right now. And I just need a little bit more time. And I know that this is going to be a good thing for the brain mentally and physically. And I have it's November. So I have a lot of time, but it is sad and that's it. No more sad uh, with it. We're all going to be funny and happy. And the funniest <laughs> thing about it was um, like we, Morgan and I live in a two story house, weird house in, in Boulder and, Going up and down the stairs was like the hardest thing to possibly do. It was really funny because I was literally grabbing onto the side of the thing and just like carrying myself up. And Gus, who has no idea what's going on, Gus update, he knocked me. He would knock me over, and I, I almost <laughs> yeah, fall down the, the stairs. Fuck out of the way. Yeah, he's just like, get, "Move, bitch!" <laughs> just like, go up the stairs and then come down the stairs, and then he's just looking at me, wondering, "What's taking you so long? What, why? I need to be fed. I need you to cuddle me." This is your duty. Like, I, I'll kick you off the podcast. I swear to God. And I looked at him. I was like, "Please, just don't." I need the podcast. Give me a break. Give me a break. But um, that's the update for me. Got to give a shout out to Song. Yeah, shout out to Song for <laughs> babysitting me for a weekend. Um, did my groceries, did my sheets. <laughs> Made me watch Selling Sunset, which I... Uh, it's a great show. 
<laughs> I don't have a gun. I've never even heard of that show. Such a bad show. Do not watch it. Oh my god! It's just they go to houses, luxury LA houses, and they're supposed to sell these houses. They just go there and talk shit about each other. That's it. That's the show. It's, it's literally drama. just gossip. Sounds it's amazing. just drama. Anyway, yeah. that's my update. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, it's I mean, tough, but there's that's reality. There, just a, but hopefully, just a little setback and maybe. Just slow down the timeline a little bit, which you never you never know with these things. That's a that's at least how I always I don't necessarily believe in everything happens for a reason. I kind of do. But it's like I mean, this was like the the pubis stuff was like the first major injury injury. So it's like I would never as someone who's been injured a lot, I would never blame you for not knowing things that you learn from the experience of being injury uh, injured, sorry. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so it, it just takes you know, you have to make these mistakes and you have to learn from them. And yeah, there's a lot of positives to put on it. Just with how early it is, how quickly it kind of happens is a bit of a blessing. Just put you back on the timeline, which, and as you, as you said, like so fit. So it's a timeline that's like, maybe is also better for your, osteo, your OP stuff as well. So. Yeah. I like using OP because it sounds like <laughs> yeah. kind of hip. That's more epic. Osteus pubis rectus abdominis. So we're here supporting Ollie on his comeback, which mm. I, just slightly delayed. As my dad and mum would always say, an injured whore is never a good one. So don't <laughs> worry, we'll be back. And George is a George is a an expert on injured whores. I don't. Sorry, that mean I don't mean that as an insult, <laughs> saying that you're an expert on a sacrum injury. You've had the same well, injury. Dathan, Dathan <laughs> told me that our team has had this injury. Like Mario's had it. I really? think you've had it. No, I haven't had oh. it, but Jonas. Jonas has had it. Mm. George, you've had it. Yeah, I've done. I've done both sides. I did my my left side maybe like I don't want to say freshman year of college and and went on a trip and I think it was the right decision you didn't because I regretted it then because the first few days for some reason walking is so tough and it is like up and down stairs and like putting on have you tried putting on a sock it's like the I, worst putting part. on underwear or pants yeah. right now I'll, so. I'll, I'll, pants is so hard yeah when I gotta do my business and I stand <laughs> up and I try and put my pants back on man oh man it's so that's, for that's some why you were naked walking around the house. <laughs> yeah, I, I just gave up on pants altogether. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the wise choice. Because for some reason, the, like the sacrum test, hopefully no one has to do this, but the, the pretty sure test is if you stand on you stand on the leg that is bad and it, and it feels great and you unload it onto your other leg and it, and it shoots like no other. Mm. And so like anything where you have to go from one leg to the other is miserable. And but, then I did it again. I did my other side in Phoenix on our first uh, OAC camp. And I, again, went to New York because it was for that New Balance Grand Prix when Ollie ran 3.32. And I just should have been on crutches. And getting around New York was just a nightmare. So, yeah. again, the right choice. And, yeah, I mean, we're all obviously gutted for Ollie. And, and you know, it was pretty close to, to running with the guys again. and But it is, like, it is a quick healing thing. Like, I was, I took two weeks off running the last time I did it in Phoenix. So, I mean, you're already almost at one week. So it'll be, it'll be a quick, quick one, but it's just, it's an annoying one. And, but yeah, you're, you've got eight to 10 years of like so much running under your belt. That's why you come back almost fitter than, fitter than you should be (laughs) because it means like. It's dangerous. Yeah, it is. That's uh, kind of what Jake was saying as well. Like that the running from the last like your whole career, that doesn't just disappear once you take a few weeks off. Like you still have that fitness. So then even though your body's not ready for it, you're like, yeah, I can do this. 
but it, it's it's tough to hold yourself back in that kind of situation. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be good. Yeah. We'll be back soon. Yeah. Doing, doing what we love. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the only update. Yeah. So yeah, but onto a topic which I know Ollie will have a lot more fun talking about. <laughs> we have to catch up with our old friends at Bauman because there's been a lot of movement in the in the two weeks where we released our episode hundred special where we didn't talk about current affairs. Let's talk about current Apparently affairs. Apparently in four hours of episode 100, we didn't mention Bauman once. Someone Which is pretty good for us. They just crazy. They didn't, they pretty didn't good for us. It. They didn't deserve episode crazy. 100. I mean, Jerry Schumacher was not available for comment, but we know why. So Tell us, Ollie. Tell let's, us why. Let's, let's talk about it. We didn't need a spreadsheet. Everyone pull out. Like, who's... There, and who's, who's not, not there? Yeah, who's I'm sure. I'm sure a fan on the Discord will make that. <laughs> but um, it's tea time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the Bauman stuff. So we've had Elise Cranny and Cooper teardrop uh, leave, and to be honest, the Cranny and Tear leaving is huge. Tear 1500 meter US champ, Cranny multiple US champ. These are big people that are leaving, and and big, and big cornerstones of of the team, pillars, as they say. Um, and I have a show idea because we got Grants Girls up and running. HBO might be talking to us. They might hey, not be talking, talking to us. We're talking big money right now. We're talking, we're talking big dollar signs here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm thinking of another reality show that I hate, The Bachelor. Who is The Bachelor, you say? It's Jerry Schumacher. He has one rose left. One rose. He's going to be coaching one athlete for the Bow Movement Track Club. The rest of them are just getting e-limbed. <laughs> getting e one, one a week. We're lining up for that rose, Those all those multiple roses. And is one row, is that the finale? The finale is one rose, I think. I don't know. I don't watch the show. But I love the idea of Jerry in his nice little Oregon kind of sweatsuit standing there with these, like, roses. And we're not going to actually call them roses. We're going to call them... Um, uh, <laughs> we're just... They're, they're the Bauman Spike. You know the Bauman Spikes that they release on there? You should check them out. They're pretty cool. Um <laughs> They're just still in the bag, and they and he hands them out to people that are still on the team. Good idea. And Elise Kearney and Cooper Tier didn't get a didn't get a spike back. They're okay. gone. They're Sorry. out of here. Sorry, you have to leave the show. You have to leave the show. You're out. You're out of Bauman. You're out of Eugene. It's it's it's, it's shocking. You have to move out of Eugene. What a shame. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was a great show idea. I'm sure people will make graphics of it or something like that. But that's what the ba it literally is. The Bachelor, Jerry is just losing these people. Um, like hotcakes, and it's it's quite sad because personally, when you look at a team like Bauman, we've talked about in the podcast multiple weeks. Um, it was a team that we all looked up to. I know it's a team that we it, it were aspired to be a part of, and now it seems since this move, and obviously with the Shelby situation, um, it's been tough for Bauman, and they're losing a lot of good athletes and athletes like Justin Knight just joined the team, Charlie Hicks just joined the team. These are athletes that are looking for people like Cooper. Elise Cranny, um, in some ways, to be a part of the team, to, to have around to to run with. Yeah, teammates are a massive part of huge part of decision and huge part of being a part of that professional team. And now it's 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 dwindling. So a lot of people are commenting on. I'm a social media guy. I look at this sort of stuff with the comments because I'm curious to see what the fans think. They think Bauman's done. They think it's going to dissolve. Jerry's going to focus on co just coaching um, the Oregon team. And honestly, at this point in time, it's looking pretty tough if you're a part of the Bauman squad. You don't know. I don't know who's next. So I was thinking, who's who's not going to get the, the spike bag next? What week? would be really interesting is if it's someone that just joined the show, like like, like just, a, just like all, this, all they, of a sudden, they were only Justin on Knight leaves, 
and goes like, to Pete Julian. I mean, you could see it. You mm-hmm. could honestly see it. I know who's getting the last spike bag, though. Tell us. Who's coming back in 2025? Who? Shelbo <laughs> Let's go. She's getting she the golden the, spike. She'll be back. Spike. And it'll just be Jerry and Shelby in Eugene. No, no one else on that bar, uh, the barman team. And then, crushing. and then the Oregon team. You'll just see photos on Instagram of them doing 35 by K cut downs. And Shelby's just dropping the men on the men's side of the cross-country track and field program at Oregon. Um, that's, that's That's my prediction. But it is sad. It is really sad. I think rumor... Can, I, can we talk about rumors? I don't know. Can I we think talk? we can say on good authority. Are we allowed to say it, though? Do we? Can we say where Cooper's Maybe going? Oh, oh are we talking about, <laughs> we're talking about something else. Because we know who... Wait, we were talking maybe about, you don't know the risk rumor. We were talking about the next episode when someone doesn't. Someone else doesn't get a we rose. We know who's leaving next. Someone else didn't get a rose. Is, can, I, can I guess? Just <sighs> the, the episode hasn't come out. But can I guess? Are we, I don't know. Are we allowed I, to say it? I think it's more fun if we don't. Okay, I won't say anything. You can tell oh, me I afterwards. mean, you can guess, but I'm not going to say. No, nah, I won't know, guess. I, I think it's Mohamed. It's not him. Damn it. Um, well, what I was going to say was, Cooper Tier rumor, where he's going, I have I have an idea. Isn't he going to Ben Thomas? That's what I think. Yeah. And See, that one makes sense, though. Elise, Elise is still up in the air. Yeah. I think even with the rumors, still up in the air, which is a shame because when you're the best distance run on the track, 5K, 10K girl, I would say in the country next to Alicia, and you don't have a training situation that's ideal, it is sad. It's, it's sad. It's not, it's not right. What have your latest sources told you about Grant? Grant's girls. Um, apparently, his mailbox is flooded with applications to be a part of the show. He is not happy about it because he wants to be left alone. So, ladies, just take a chill pill. Coaches. And coaches, please, Pete, just take a chill pill. Let, let, let him, him, let him figure out what he wants first. Give him some time. Give him some time. It's all a part of the, the process. Maybe take him on a vacation. You know when those, those shows take him to Fiji and stuff and they do kite surfing and stuff? Maybe he needs to do that. He needs a bit of time. Just on his own, though. Just, yeah, no, no one else. Grant's girls is in girls can watch from afar while Grant does that stuff with his bare chest out. Yeah, we do know, like, we do know who Grant's going with. But we I do don't know, know if we're allowed to say Yeah, we do know where Grant's going. Um, I wonder if they need approval. What do you mean? From the the big the big bosses. Like, once they make a... Because, obviously, there's, like, coaches that are paid by... Nike that they probably would prefer you to go with. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if you need approval to not do that. Depends maybe, on contracts too. Yeah, I imagine. maybe if you're if you've achieved enough, then you have the free reign. I'd say that Grant and Elise have free reign. Cooper as well, because Cooper is also a U.S. champ. So. Cooper is a is a big deal. But yeah. that's where so Grant and Elise are almost similar in terms of five k, ten k, dominating, like amazing for mm. ex- and like you know veterans of the team. They're the Mister and Mrs. Bowman. Honestly, they yeah. are. They're like. They were the people mm-hmm. that most people thought of when they thought of Bauman's probably granted. So it's crazy. Least. It's crazy that they're leaving going into an Olympic year. Mm. They must have really not liked something going on at Eugene. Yeah, something about <laughs> Eugene or something about, you know, not having your coach around for training would maybe One of those two. that. What but I'm excited for is to see, hopefully, Grant run Neuros again, which oh, I don't yeah. think he's run since he raced you in college. Really? Yeah. I'm Damn. pretty sure that's right. Because they... Bellman's pretty much never allowed to run Milrose. It's they true. Actually, a couple did run last year. I, think I mean, it's expensive flying out of Eugene as well, man. It's hard to get to New York. There's not many flights that go in there. Nah. It's really hard to so get it's to. Tough. So I mean, it, I'm probably going to be in there racing against so them. Maybe I shouldn't wish I, for that. I mean, well, I, maybe I shouldn't wish me for that. Too. I, me too. I was talking to Dathan about doing the 3K <laughs> but, um, as well. But who, who knows where I'm at right now. But he's just ran 725. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, but he'll see us and be like, oh, it's you guys. Yeah, you guys can beat me. You guys can beat me. It's good for the podcast. Um, That'd be amazing. Anyway, but um, yeah, it's it's tough. 
Cooper, stuff. the Cooper one is almost. I actually know the the Grand Elise ones are more of like a kick in the dick. The Cooper one still Who's is dick like, though is getting kicked. <laughs> that's is it a Nike dick or is it a I Jerry think it's a Nike dick? Nike oh, dick, Bauman dick. Whoever's, I guess that's a man, Bill Baum. No, he's is he alive? No, he's not. Uh, he's just kicking a grave. <laughs> Someone's dick is getting kicked in. Probably whoever's good. in charge of Nike running right now is probably just freaking yeah. out a little bit because I I think when you have your best team and and that starts to happen, you start to worry about like people even leaving the brand, which is a thing that you don't want happening, particularly with Nike as being as dominant as they have been in the past couple of years. Well, actually, this is my question then. What is a worse look, having your veterans leave or having someone who is one of the most hyped, most high-profile athletes join and then one year later leave, like leave that quickly? I'd say the latter. Because obviously- Cooper's leaving, is, it like looks worse. I, bec- my, this is my opinion, and George might have an opinion as well on it, is that for me- it, when you're when we're coming out of college, we're looking at teams, we're looking at professional running as a way of like, where am I going to be best suited? Where seems to have the best place to be as a runner and as a person? If you have someone like Cooper Tier, who was probably very very well hunted out of high school, uh, high college, it's a good way of putting it. And Cole Hawker hunted as well. Well hunted. Well hunted. <laughs> well hunted. Prize what? bulls. They were prize bulls at the China shop. Anyway, what is going to be interesting, I think, is it seems like such a big deal now that. You know, the established people are leaving. Grant's been there four years. Four years, at least maybe one more. But his career is going to go, is going to last more than the a next four years. Still. So, yeah. they're, like, his next, the rest of his career will be longer than his stint at Bowman. Who so knows? Like, his stint at Bowman will be, like, the smaller portion of his yeah. career. 100%. Which is, it, which is weird to think about. Maybe he'll join some other team. New training in a couple of years. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, so we've got an announcement to tell you guys. Grant, no. Um, but uh, my opinion with that, with the Cooper thing, is that like if I'm coming out of college and I'm looking at teams and a guy that's like one of the best guys in college was there for only a year and then leaves, that tells me, huge red flag, do not go there. Because mm-hmm. you want, like if it's somebody like Grant or Elise where things could have changed or for them, personally. And they, they might feel like they've gotten what yeah, they need, what out, they of need out of it. And they might need to move on to a different situation or maybe because leaving, be completely leaving a team after four to five years is reasonable. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's a good situation, maybe you need a new stimulus after that yeah. long. Most professional teams will have that happen, I imagine. is after Even after a contract ending, maybe they don't get the resigning they want. They want to move to another brand or maybe they have some personal thing in their life. They want to move out of a certain area. That makes sense. But with Cooper moving that drastically... Um, that's like red flag. That's a red flag. It was drastic, but also he was, I want to say, the only race where he wasn't like borderline critical of his situation was maybe that LA 1500 when he ran 332. Otherwise, like every single race, he kind of always had something to say about yeah. him either not feeling good on the new training or like ending up at a race he didn't want to do or a race he The writing was, yeah. was on the walls. Yeah, it was. And I remember when, I don't know if you guys remember this, when Bauman was at training in Flagstaff, I believe, they flew New Gen in to do a little video on them. And they like interviewed all like the athletes and stuff. And after watching that video, people were saying, oh, Cooper seems like really down. Like people were saying, because I mean, he'd been on so many previous New Gen videos and brought all his personality and his cool vibe and, you know, the laughter, the energy. And people watched that video and they're like, wow, Cooper doesn't seem like he's that happy yeah. with, with like this training situation or, or whatever it was, you know. The, so. inter- the interesting thing as well is that I always forget it. Cooper was pro before Bauman. 
Like he was a Nike athlete mm-hmm. before joining Bauman, so he had experience being professional before them, and now he'll have experience being professional after them. And I think before them, he was also also doing quite well. well he did I mean, amazing. It was more that him and Cole, Ben Thomas was like he was getting pushed aside at Oregon, so it kind of felt like he had to get a new situation. Mm-hmm. It seems like Nike maybe maybe made a mistake there because I feel like Cole and Cooper were doing quite well with Ben Thompson. And, and now they're probably going. And now they're probably back, going going back. Yeah. So. so it'll be interesting to see how that again. Though looking out. back, it'll only be one year of Cooper's like yeah, very long small. career. People will it'll, forget about it. Right or now, not forget if, about it, but it'll, it'll be in the back of their heads. Right now, Bowman is fifty percent of his two-year long career. How many people are left? It'll be like it'll be like ten percent of a ten-year. How career. many people are left at Bowman? Do you guys know the number? It's probably like seven. I saw a post from Bauman, which I actually thought was serious until I looked at the comments, was the 35 by 1K for Halloween. Oh, thought that he actually did that. Well, the <laughs> reason why I thought it would be a joke if it was on April 1st, I was like, okay, it's an April Fool's joke. Why would you make a joke like that on Halloween? Halloween it makes no fucking sense. Anyway, I saw it and then I saw, is it, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Chris, Christine Aragon? Christine Aragon. I'm going to call her Aragon as in Lord of the Rings. That's how I'm going to remember her. She was working out by herself, I think. There was like no one else. I think she was the entire women's team. She's the entire women's time. team. I don't think I can think of any other woman. I mean, I think of Chris's... I think the other two had surgery. Yeah, having surgery. And then who's the other one? I don't know. Courtney. Courtney. Courtney Ferrex. Yeah. No, and it's pretty bleak out that's there. That's bleak. It's pretty bleak out there. I remember like two years ago seeing that women's team and going, holy shit, they'd probably beat me. It was literally like 20 people. Yeah, and they'd probably smash me in every workout. But now there's one girl. It sucks. It really does suck. Yeah, it is sad for them. Yeah. We hope that their training partners can yeah. come back and join them. And I stay by my stance about coaching Donovan Brazier. <laughs> Nike, if you're interested in a coach Unrelated. in Boulder, I got some spare time right now. Hit me I'll up. T- I'll take you fishing. Yeah. It'll be called The uh, the Hallway. That's the that's the group name. And it'll just be a photo of, of Gus, but not a coffee club related logo, obviously. <laughs> and I want triple whatever Jerry's making. And I, t- and I guarantee you... Jerry or Pete? I guarantee you my athletes will have a good time because we'll have a pizza party every weekend. That's a really good offer. Yeah. I don't know about coaching though. <laughs> how I could no Donovan refuse yet. this? But Donovan's going to join. Maybe I can get uh, the rest of the Bauman guys to move over and we can just have a pizza party every weekend Sounds and talk amazing. about our feelings and also just maybe watch some cool stuff on TV. Some and then we'll train. Videos. We'll figure out training. But I'm not. I'm not with training. Not, a, not the most important thing, though. Nah, training. Training will just come. For those people that are that talented. Yeah, I feel bad for. I can't remember if we said this at the time, but I do feel bad for Ben Thomas. Mm. I, mm-hmm. you know, overall, I'm, I can't really remember how good his results at Oregon were, but I, they must have been decent. I mean, he had Colin Cooper, and they won the. They ran the crazy DMR, and then he just gets pushed out just like that. Mm. Shout out Neil Gooley. Um he did. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Um, he did mention Ben Thompson, like because Virginia Tech. Uh, he went there and, and I think he experienced him. Experienced. Him. Weird way of saying that. Um, <laughs> what do you have a way with words? What are you getting at here? I, what I'm saying is, I think I asked him about him being a coach, and he said like he's amazing. So shout out to Neil Gooley. Yeah, Neil Gooley. Um, <laughs> Neil yeah. Gabagool Gooley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think people really like. People that have been coached by Ben Thompson really like him. Yeah. And well, especially those that have had success. I haven't asked anyone yeah, that's that hasn't a good point. had success. I've only asked people that have had success with him. But, I mean, if you could get Colin Cooper the way they were in college, senior year at Oregon, they were scaring pros. Rightly was, so. Cole was like his US champion. Year. 
Cole had been there like two years. He was, uh, US he was his it was his senior year because he didn't <laughs> go back. Yeah. I think we've almost already forgotten how good Cole was at he that was point so in good. time. It was unreal. Six at the Olympics, bro. Yeah. I mean, now he's pretty, kind of that good again. Now he was seventh at Worlds and ran three forty eight. Yeah, he's 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 back. He's back. So good time as well going into another Olympic year. Mm. So yeah. So that's mm-hmm. our uh our Bowman check-in. We do have the word that, for next week. that someone else is about to leave as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, is there anything else that we need to talk about today? I feel like we did a decent New York recap. A little bit scattered, but decent on our little trip. And uh, just a little touch on um, Bowman. What more could you ask for? I think we're good. What do you, what do you think, George? Just sublime. Sublime. <laughs> sublime. <laughs> Have you right. seen that uh, that thing from Future when he goes sensational? Yeah, but he says it like a lot deeper. Yeah, cheesecake. Cool. Cheese yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do it. Why are you um, okay? Why are you going higher pitch when you do his voice when he has such a deep voice? Because my I don't have a de- <laughs> I don't have a deep voice. I can only go higher. Sensational. Sensational. I'm surprised you don't do a Mike Smith cheesecake voice. <clears throat> yeah, what you have done with uh, <laughs> Owen and Morgan. <clears throat> Looking after George is switchblades. <laughs> <coughs> Chop wood, carry water. <coughs> yeah, and I use a second tier team. That's that's all I can do. That's all I can do. Uh, blue collar. I love how. Okay, we're about to finish. <laughs> I love how much he still holds on to pretending that NAU is blue collar. Yeah, like, I you love guys, that it's shit. like it's like not at all. It's not blue collar. It's not at all. Sorry, that's George. Not, what do you think about that's just that? Not comment? true at all. It used to be. Yeah, no, <laughs> not, not, anymore. not anymore. Definitely not. Well, on that note, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. This has been episode 111 from the Coffee Club. Uh, I guess that's it from us, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>